0: Love, talk Radio.
1: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. I am extremely excited and intrigued tonight to have on this amazing rock band called Eve to Adam. and I'm going to tell everyone about them in a moment, um, but first I just want to introduce everyone to my show, especially if you are new and tuning in for the first time tonight. Um, I started my show, I guess, about, I don't know, six to eight months ago now, back in April of 2011, and the concept of my show is I wanted to really bring together a variety of aspects of myself to help people out in the entertainment industry. Um, just to give people a brief background, I am a clinical psychologist. I have my doctor's degree in clinical psychology, and I'm also a singer songwriter who has a um, full length album out. It's on it's on excuse me iTunes. It's been a long day. I work in corrections, so as you can imagine, I have a pretty uh, <laughs> crazy life. But um, it's on iTunes, and uh, it's under my name, and it's called Leave It All Behind. And if anyone's interested in checking it out, I will debut uh, one of my songs off of it tonight at the close of the show. So I really wanted to bring together my passion for interviewing people, my psychology background, my um, background in the entertainment industry, and create a forum where I could bring on bands, um comedians, anyone involved in the entertainment industry that is looking to promote themselves so that I could assist them with getting their names out there to the masses. So that is the concept of my show. Um, On my show, people are going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession, and the experiences that they have encountered. And something I just uh, ask for people to please keep in mind, and I don't mind joking around, I have a great sense of humor, I'm a big Howard Stern fan, and we'll talk a little bit tonight about uh, Eve to Adam's hit single, which we'll be talking about, Run Your Mouth, and I know that they had Chuck Zito in their video, and it's a crazy, awesome video, I love it. Um, so I know that uh, Chuck Zito has been on Howard Stern, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that stuff. But um, I do want people to feel that they can be open on my show and talk about whatever they'd like. Um, but the show is not meant to be providing any type of formal therapy or treatment. Um, I'm happy to talk about Uh, psychological concepts and terms in a very broad forum, but it's not going to be applying it to specific persons. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm not a Dr. Phil. Um, I do take my job very seriously, even though I do, like I said, have a great sense of humor. And I also want people to feel free to talk about any types of, intriguing, controversial experiences they might have encountered to definitely uh, keep the audience on their toes, but I do um, kindly request that any specific persons or organizations, the names of them are kept anonymous because I'm not looking to uh, personally humiliate or or embarrass anyone, but I do want people to feel free to talk about those types of experiences they may have encountered. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com And also, you can join us in the chat room. Um, I will be very involved with the interview, and I'm doing this all on my own, so I'm going back and forth between my own notes on the band, um, paying attention to the switchboard with any potential callers. So if you want to call in, it's 805-243-1320. I see we do have a bunch of guests right now in the chat room, so the number is in the chat room too, so feel free to call in, and I will try to look for questions that people might post in the chat room. So let me tell you guys a little bit about how I came into uh, learning about Eve to Adam. I think it was about probably, I guess, a year-ish, maybe a year-plus ago. Um, I'm a huge fan of Sirius Octane Radio, and uh always listening to that in, in my car when I'm going to uh, where I work and coming home. And I caught their song, The Gift, one night. I remember I was driving, and it just immediately captured my attention. I was like, who the heck is this band? I love this song. It's great. Um, so right away, I was just really... Um, intrigued by their unique and to me it was really refreshing sound it was different from what's out there they definitely had their own niche and uh, from there I was hooked. So we're going to debut tonight their current hit singles, which are Run Your Mouth, and they are just releasing Reach, and I had the um, honor of hearing it a couple of days ago on Octane, but I listen to it all the time on their CD, and I highly recommend everyone uh, gets their CD, which is called Banquet for a Starving Dog, and as a psychologist, uh, I'm going to have to ask them how they came up with that name, because I love it. It's great. Um, so that's how I really learned about Eve to Adam was on Sirius Octane Radio and I've discovered tons of bands that I'm really involved with and enjoy listening to from from that station. So I want to say thank you first to Ian uh, from 345 Entertainment Group who currently represents East Adam, and it's it's an amazing entertainment group. He's been just so um, professional. He's been a pleasure to speak with, and um, he was the one I reached out to to set up the interview for them. So let me tell you a little bit about Eve to Adam, and then we are going to bring uh, the band on the air. I'm not sure which member is calling in, so it's going to be a surprise tonight. Um, so a little bit about them. Eve to Adam, which is often called ETA, is an anthemic guitar-driven rock band that is based out of New York City. It features, and please apolo- I apologize sincerely if I mispronounce anyone's name. These guys have great names. I love them. Uh, Techie Ciceras on lead vocals and guitar. Alex Ciceras on drums and backing vocals. Gaurav Bali on guitar and backing vocals, and Eric Bergman on bass. And the group, as I mentioned, they recently released their highly anticipated Banquet for a Starving Dog album, which is distributed by Universal Music Group. Uh, That was this past September of 2011, and they've been getting amazing reviews. The band has toured with major national acts, including uh, Tantric, which they did in the beginning of uh, November this past year. And um, they also toured with bands such as Motley Crue, Daughtry, POD, Saliva, Three Doors Down, and the list goes on and on. And you can check out you can check out all the bands that they have toured with by going to eve adamcom So, and this Saturday, and unfortunately I missed the show because I was a little too far away. They uh, sold out the Bowery Ballroom in New York City, and they had an amazing turnout. So let's uh, bring them on the air, and we will start the interview. Hello? Hey, how are you?
2: Good, how are you?
1: Good, good. Now, who am I speaking with?
2: You're speaking with Taki, and I'm also here with my brother, Alex. How are you
1: doing, Carrie? Oh, great. Hey, how are you, Taki? Can you Yeah, can you hear
2: you guys fine? Yep. Okay, perfect. Thanks for having yeah, us on, Carrie. Great. I really appreciate
1: it. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to have you guys on. As I said, I became a fan, you know, a little while back. I'm not sure when it was that you released the gift, but uh, that was the first song that I heard from you guys, and I was immediately uh, pulled in and drawn into you guys.
2: Well, that's awesome. Uh, you know, we're uh, we're really blessed to have the kind of support uh, that we've been getting from from Sirius and uh, and uh, you know, Kayla's amazing, and and uh, that song uh, did a lot for us in the in the sense of um, introducing us to a, to a wider fan base and um establishing a sound you know uh, that was like you said very um uh, very uh very a little bit different a little bit more niche oriented mm-hmm. you know something sincere but you couldn't quite put your finger on it and Absolutely. Um, so that was kind of the gateway for us uh that that song to to this next album and to our um our progression as of late
1: Awesome. Tell us a little bit about, and I definitely want to hear about, you know, your backgrounds and how you guys got involved in music, but when, when about was the gift released? When was the date of that? Like, what year?
2: Uh, that song uh, debuted on radio in September of 2008. So, about really? it was three that and, long and a half ago?
1: years ago right now. I'm sorry? Wow. I said it was that yeah. long ago. It seems like it was maybe like, I don't want to say, you know, a year and a half, maybe two, but wow, that's that's yeah. great, though, that it you guys was- have just Go ahead.
2: it was it was the third single off of our last uh LP which was called Queens to Eden. So um okay. and, and that's the one that uh that got us through the um got us through the cold nights there with uh, when our when our career kind of took a little bit of a dip and uh we had to reorganize and everything and um you know that song um you know we we really thank Sirius uh and, and XM for for you know keeping that fu- that fire stoked for us because um you know, while we were kind of uh, reorganizing, that song kept blaring out there and kept people interested in the group and, uh, you know, kept kept us on the radar. So um, we're uh, forever indebted nice. to them for that.
1: That's awesome. Well, with that being said, why don't we digress a little bit. And, yeah, tell us about when did Eve to Adam come together. And it looks like, like you said, you had a little glitch along the way where you had to regroup. And I'm not sure if it was an issue with, with members or what was going on. But tell us about the band and how you guys started out, how you got involved in music, um, how long you've been playing.
2: Sure, sure, sure. Well, uh, the band has been together now. It's, it's going to be a, uh, a solid ten years.
1: Um Our wow. first release
2: came out. Two thousand and one um the uh, my brother and I started this band together uh, we've been playing music together uh, uh since we were kids really um you know okay. twelve and ten so it's been a it's been a musical journey um, that started really early on for us and um, uh, we were really lucky in the sense that we always knew what we wanted to do and um, we've been on the path ever since so um w- my brother and I were both born in New Orleans Louisiana uh, we grew up in Florida okay. and we we moved to New York City uh, 13 years ago uh, with the quest of, uh, you know, making our mark in the music industry and 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 as artists and developing our sound and and developing our songwriting skills. So um, that's where we found Mr. Garavali, who has been the sonic cornerstone of Eve to Adam uh, right. ever since. Um, so the three of us have been together 10 years. Mr. Eric Bergman just joined uh, two years ago. He's the newest addition and and by far the best bass player. Uh, that the band has ever had, um, you know, three times the charm is what they say.
0: So uh,
2: we, <laughs> okay. we've had a little bit of a, an issue with the four-string department, but we're happy to say that that, is, um, that position has been filled. Um, nice. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we put out, you know, this is our um, our third full-length, our fourth actual release. Uh, we've toured the country um, back and crisscrossed so many times, Open, like you said, uh, for, for everybody under the sun that's in our genre, and it has any sort of namesake value and any sort of uh, platinum status. Um, we've had the pleasure mm-hmm. of sharing the stage, So um, we've blazed our own trail and we're now carving out our own niche, uh, you know, every, every day. I mean, we're uh, like you just said, we, we, we sold out the Bowery ballroom on sat, uh, Saturday, night. Uh, I know. I wish time. I could have been there. <laughs> I know. I know you missed, you missed the, hour of the show, but um, you know, it was good times. It was a absolute um, dream for us to come out and take the stage and, in New York City and, and, and have almost 700 people, uh, you know, there right. and, and uh, you know, just got the chance to rock the house, got a chance to play some really cool bands from the scene, and um, I'd like to say that, you know, rock and roll is very much alive in 2012 in New York City, and I'm really happy to be a part of that and happy to um, to add our our, um, our sense of style and signature to the scene.
1: Definitely, definitely. And and one thing I have to again, I just have to comment on. I I love just seeing bands that are just so hardworking and so motivated and so persistent in this industry. And I would love for you guys to just comment a little bit on, you know, some of the changes that have happened over the years. And I haven't, as I mentioned, I, I have an album out as a solo artist. I haven't been involved sure. in this uh business as long as you guys have, but believe me, the five plus to seven years that I have been I've learned so much and I've learned very quickly that things have changed dramatically since like the nineties and the grunge age when there were all these labels out there and, you know, they had these big budgets. So tell us a little bit about just some of the changes that have happened and how has that impacted you guys as a band.
2: Well, you know, when we we we've kind of we've come up in the uh you know in the modern post two thousand era of rock and roll and right. you know, the uh the advent of the internet uh age. I mean when we first put out our first album Auburn Swift iTunes was just a, a a fresh idea that really hadn't taken root yet and you know the internet was a, a really interesting place to to kind of discover fringe artists and kind of things that were a little bit left of center and, and things you couldn't get in stores and
0: you mm-hmm. know so
2: in that sense you know so um, we've had we've had the opportunity to live through the change of this of this new era of the music business you know And there's obviously pros and cons to every situation and every transition in an industry. Uh, You know, a lot more music is out there, and a lot more artists are getting a chance to be heard, you know, which is really Mm -hmm. positive. On the downside, uh, there's a lot less revenue being generated from recorded music, um, and also there's a lot less artist development being done. You know, basically the way things are today, you know, as you mentioned, there aren't as many labels out there Uh, You know, now we're down to basically, I think, three majors because EMI was just acquired, I think, by Universal. And so we're basically down to three. And, you know, so you just don't have the kind of facilitation that they used to have with the A&R departments and the the long-term vision that labels used to have in signing an artist and allowing them to develop under two or three albums or releases and touring and whatnot. That initial investment for the long term just doesn't seem to be there anymore. Um, I think it's pretty much widely accepted that the industry expects you to develop yourself. And they are certainly there to take your finished product and your um, catchy product, in a sense, and be able to catapult that out into the mainstream. But there really doesn't seem to be much of a presence there, unless you're coming out of the American Idol program, you know, um, (laughs) there's not much of a development anymore, you know, from scratch. And even if I can
1: comment, right, and even if I can comment, Taki, on that, and did I pronounce your name right? Is it Taki? Yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah, you got it.
1: Okay, okay. But even if I can comment on that, I mean, and, you know, unfortunately, I do, you know, watch those shows because as a psychologist and as a musician and being involved in entertainment, I just get a kick out of that stuff. But, you know, there's really only three or four people that came out of that, that you'll remember their name and that actually have a very solid career. And a lot of the other people, you just, I don't know, they just kind of fall off. So I agree with you that they have that opportunity for the development, but do they really yeah. have that kind of that wow factor that's going to catapult them, as you would say, to that next level? And unfortunately, a lot of them don't. Yeah, well, so, we got the
2: chance to tour with one of them uh, in 2007. We got to do Chris Daughtry's uh, first American well, that's amazing. Yeah, he's one popcorn, of the ones, right? You know, and you know, uh, he came through that system, and you know, he's someone who's been able to stand on his own. Though, I mean, he really has a certain sound and a certain his voice is got a certain timbre right. and style, and you know, he's certainly um, he's a product of that uh, system. But I, I would have to say that you know, he's certainly someone that I think stands above it because uh, he's been oh, able to really carve out his own thing, and he's worked really hard to do that. So, um, you know, it's not a foolproof system. I mean, just because they win the contest. I mean, some of the guys that have won the contest and some of the ladies that have won the contest haven't really done much. And then runners-up and and other people that have made their mark have done a lot more. So so I think it's all about getting the national forum exposure that they get, you know. And then it's up to you at that point to kind of resonate with an audience, stay with an audience, and keep growing with an audience, you know. So I mean, the Absolutely. mechanism is there, the factory is there to help you along, but it really organically still starts and ends with the artist, you know, with their sound, mm-hmm. their style, and 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 how the audience perceives them and how they resonate with the audience. So, so you know, it's um like I said earlier, it's pros and cons to this, you know, technology right. has certainly has certainly helped. I mean, I think it's really cool to have this Spotify system now, where you know um, somebody can put their phone up to a speaker. And and try to you know find what that song is you know and it will identify the song and and if you're registered it will direct that's you to awesome. buy it or where it will go I mean I think that's pretty fascinating that's pretty total recall you know if you remember Absolutely. the movie from the nineties it seems to be that yeah. we're in that age now of um, you know everything is becoming more central with the phone and you know you've got basically ev- you've got the world at your fingertips basically and, and 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 no shortage for entertainment you know so in that sense mm-hmm. I think it's great. I'll, On the con side, there's more um, competition for not only music, but but distraction as far as, you know, you're competing against video games, you're competing against uh, movies on the phone, you're competing against all kinds of stimuli that are taking up part of the entertainment hour, if you will, you know, so it's, um, you know, you're not just competing against other music now, you're competing against all facets of entertainment. And um,
1: it makes it difficult. If I could just comment, that's actually really interesting. I never thought of it from that angle. And that's what's been so great about interviewing all these different bands that I've had the pleasure to have on the show is that I always walk away with something new that I've learned too. And that's that's a really interesting point because I never thought about that before. You know, I think more about the competition with, like you're saying, all the different bands out there and artists that are trying to get, you know, some type of exposure. But like you said, there's video games, there's movies, there's, all these different apps. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's crazy.
2: You know, I mean, people don't even listen to the radio, really. I mean, you like you like, right. oh, I have a great song on the radio, and they're like, yeah, I really, I don't listen to the radio in my car. I have my iPod. I'm kind of in my own world, you know, which is really right. cool. I mean, that's great. But but at the same time, there, you have to discover other avenues to reach these people. You know, what I mean, part of yep. the pun. Mm-hmm. But but uh, but you know, so so that makes it very competitive, and and it makes it, you know. This In this day and age, as an artist in the music business, you have got to catch a little break and you've got to yeah. cultivate the break and you've got to ride that break all the way, all day long, every month, every year. I mean, the longer you go away, there's now, it used to be maybe three or four guys willing to take your place. Now there's 30 guys willing to take your place, right. 50 guys, 100. So it's like... It's very, you know, you see like Foo Fighters. I mean, Dave Grohl is probably arguably the largest hard rock band slash metal band in the world other than Metallica, let's say. Mm -hmm. But let's say for modernism, right, for popularism. But he doesn't stay away very long either. So if Dave Grohl is worried about someone coming in and occupying space, then we sure as hell all (laughs) these days, you know? So, 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 you know, it, it just makes it a very, the continuum cycle is, uh, The album cycle, I mean, we're already working on new material. We want to go right in after we end this album cycle and start recording new material and not miss a beat. I mean, you know, back in the day, the one thing I could draw similarity to is the 70s, which is where bands used to tour incessantly, incessantly, and would only take a break, sort of six to eight weeks tops, to go in and make another album, and then they would reload and go right back on the road. And I would have to say, because now the industry is generated through tickets and merchandise, you've got to do that again. I mean, basically, you've got to be out there continuously touring and and pushing your audience to the level and, and growing the audience because, really, that's where revenue is generated, you know what I mean, for right. artists. I mean, we're not talking about – I'm not talking about Judas Priest and Iron Maiden kind of revenue where these guys are living in castles and have jets, you know, and, and, right. and, and, and an assortment of porches. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about just being able to make a solid, living. recurrent living. Right. And, right. and and it's just amazing because I think people have got this image in their minds of MTV Cribs and, you know, uh, you know Champagne uh-huh. and Paris and, you know, all these kind of really, uh, you know, outlandish kind of ideas and images in their brains. And for the top 1%, yeah, if you're Jay-Z or Beyonce or Taylor Swift right. or – you know, Metallica, and the list goes on. Yeah, I mean, that may be an absolute reality, but for the rest of the artists that are out there, you know, the other 99%, yeah, it's a hustle. you got to grind know. it. It's a I job. Know. You
1: know? It's a job. And, that's, and that's, that's a great, it is, and that's a great point, and I, think, and I still see people, and again, like I told you, I learned very quickly, but I've also worked so hard with everything in my life. Like, I got my doctorate degree. I mean, this is Nothing is sure. easy. I've never been someone who expected something to be handed to me. But I have to say, Tucky, there's so many people, and and it it just disheartens me to see, like, a lot of these up-and-coming, you know, younger bands who think, oh, I'm just going to get signed and go on the road and make tons of money. And it's like, and like I told you, I, I, you know, did the grunt work for a while, and I realized that this is not how it works. So my question to you is, because you made a great point, and I remember you saying this in some of your lyrics in one of your songs, where you talk about kind of catching that wave. I think it's in like a wake or something. It's some in one of your songs towards the end of your album. I love it.
2: Yeah, how do it's you actually in catch Reach, that? it's actually the, the second verse oh, in it's it's Oh, Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, wave. Yeah.
1: So, how do you catch that little break cuz it is so hard and I I know a lot unfortunately is about networking and it is about developing relationships and, you know, meeting the right people. So, yeah. you know, you guys being yeah. at it as long as you have, you know, how do you get that little break?
2: Well, uh, persistence is is, is a part of the formula. Uh, You've got to be absolutely determined more so than anybody around you. You need to believe in yourself more than anybody, almost to a a kind of a loony level. I mean, you need to be so (laughs) confident in what what you are doing that it's almost like people think you're a bit mad, you know what I mean? Because the truth is, in this business, uh, in the flush times and in the down times, the only people you really can depend on is yourself. I mean really as an mm-hmm. artist it begins and ends with you. You generate the art which generates the business which generates everything that comes after that. So I mean really you're only as good as your last single and your last tour and it's up to you to continuously keep feeding uh the well so to speak. So right. so that's the that's the first thing, you know, and you've got to have that staying power. You know, you it's a long it's it a is. long run. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So, right. so the other the other thing you touched on, networking and the people around you, um, it's very key. It's very hard to find the right people. Um, yep. You know, there's a lot of people out there doing all kinds of stuff. Everybody will say, I did this, this, and that. And the truth is, it's um, uh, you know, you can't believe everything you hear at all, and you've got to go <laughs> on what people's acts are. You know, and that's very mm-hmm. hard to determine because it requires trial and error, and it happens over time. And unfortunately, the risk is always taken by the artist. Because the only way you find out when you get screwed, unfortunately, is because you went on the journey trying to do it, trial and error. So, right. So, you know, you can't allow yourself to get jaded because there's going to be a lot of opportunities that may go awry and things. You've got to persevere mm-hmm. through all the shit to get to the other end. And it's uh, it's hard. A lot of people drop out because it's hard to see that light. It's a long tunnel and it's dark all the way, you know. So yeah. it's very hard to keep that vision and maintain that vision. But, um, I mean, we're a testament to the fact and and, an absolute reality of the fact that we kept it long enough. I mean, we were very close to calling it a day uh, right before meeting Ian and George and 3 for 5 Entertainment. Uh, They came along right at the 11th hour. We were, I was looking maybe to, you know, do something else and maybe changing my life focus somewhat. And and the band itself, we had been through so much and and exerted so much effort and passion that we kind of felt like, well, you know, it's. We were, we got farther than most, and you know it's not a total failure, but but it's not exactly what we wanted. But maybe it's time to start looking at other options because the okay. industry isn't where it, where it used to be, and in, in AB and C. So these guys came along and basically were convinced us to make another album, and that basically our best days are ahead of us, not behind us. And I right. have to tell you that's one of those situations where. The artist benefits from the right people being around. Our our career has been plagued with a series, a long list of characters who were absolutely the wrong people. They were uh, oh, hustlers, no. you know wannabe. You, I mean, I mean, I used to manager loosely. You know,
1: yes. Everyone's a share, manager. Right, share, um, <laughs> wait, share uh, Taki. Share one of those experiences where you know, unfortunately, someone came along, and then we'll get into your. Amazing, positively experienced. Where you met three to five entertainment group, and like I said, Ian's amazing. He's got a. I mean, I just communicated through email, and he's got an awesome personality. I can tell, and he's definitely oh, someone okay. I would be interested in working with. But before you met him, what were some of the? I guess what were some of the the flags that you can maybe red flags that you can tell people? Look, if someone says this to you, <laughs> you might well, want to watch we out. We were dealing
2: with Hollywood guys. Alex yeah. has some interesting stories about these guys. I mean, our, okay. our former record label basically went out of business in the middle of our campaign. I mean, notified us that they mm-hmm. were coming to pick up the van and trailer, which they had purchased for us. Notified us that our radio campaign was immediately being halted, and letting us know that basically, ah. you know, so all the touring you just did for the last year, you know, everything basically it, is over. So, you know, I mean, uh, oh that was my more gosh. From a label standpoint. And here we had a record in stores and. You know, we went on these big tours, and and basically, you know, uh, we were left holding the bag, and that really, you know, came at the end of uh, 2008, 2009, where we had okay. to basically do a gut check to figure out whether, you know, we wanted to continue, and that's what that was the point there where uh, Taki was uh, just talking to you about. Well, then also from a management point of view, you've got to be really careful about who you sign with, because everybody, you know, anytime that there's a little bit of a spark and someone sees a little something at a performance or they hear a little buzz, off on the Internet right. or whatever, there's going to be all kinds of sharks that are drawn to the blood, you know, and right. they're all going to come because right. everybody's really desperate to find that next superstar because they're out there, believe me, but a lot of people are looking in the wrong places, and a lot of the wrong people are the first ones to get there. So right. that's, that's the other thing, you know. I mean, some of the warning signs, I would say, I mean, you've got to go o- o- over, um, you know, past histories of people. I mean, one person in particular I can think of that tried to manage in the past, was really just full of BS. He was a lot of hot air. He was a Hollywood guy, a lot of these Hollywood types, you know. The truth is in this business, what I've seen is the ones that are – the managers that are doing really well are not mm-hmm. looking for new talent. <laughs> they're already okay. – they've, they've got people making money. There's a real business. Their time is equi- – it's already monitored. It's equated to dollars being made, you know. So if right. someone's actively yeah. after you, they're either – on a decline, you know, or they're kind of inexperienced and in trying to use you to kind of build a company or build a business, you know, kind of build a resume, so to speak, you know, so, right. so you've got to be very careful, unless, what's that? Oh, I mean, that, going along with what are talking, saying we had uh, a manager here, a local guy in New York here who had a big office and, you know, internet and
3: faxes
2: and, you know, conference right. rooms and all bullshit, for what? and there was nothing going on, and when... You know, by that time oh we had learned enough of these signs, you know, that, you know, you walk into a f- fancy office with a receptionist and, and things going around, a bunch of people moving around, but nothing really That's being scary. done. And, you right. know, we, we towards the end, we finally, you know, started to see these red flags, and, you know, that was a short lived uh, relationship, thankfully, you know, because we've widened wow. up and we got the hell out of there fast. But, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, look, it's, 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 it's a hard thing, you know, because. Um, you know, most of the time you got to get referred to by someone else who's doing it.
1: Yeah, yep, and I agree. That's,
2: and that's a very small circle. And and, and and it's hard to get meetings with people that are busy. You know what I mean? So you've got to yep. persevere to get those meetings, to get the real meetings mm-hmm. with the real people that are doing real things. Because if somebody's got time for you, that may mean that they don't have anything going on. Because the people that can make a couple of phone calls and get you a tour or get you an agent or get you kind of out of the garage and into the studio, they're not the people that have time. They are really – they're busy. They're saturated with other artists' careers. They've got vision. Right. They've got investment right. capital. These are serious people. So my advice would be that, you know, sift through whatever surf comes to the surface first and ask a lot of questions. Make sure you really yeah. put them through the ringer. They're auditioning for you. You're not auditioning for them, because at the end of the day, you're going to do all the work. Believe me. (laughs) Believe me. You're going to do it wrong. You're going to, yeah. And you don't want to be
1: left with a bill on the end. I've heard horror stories from, like, even major bands who end up owing, like, the label or the management, you know, 40, 50 grand. And I'm like, how is that possible? You know what I mean? Uh, So, Oh, well, you know, you you've got to eyes
2: in the back of your head, too. You know, you've got to be you looking do. forward and you got to look behind you because, uh, you know, it is, a, it is a shady business and, you know, you can trust uh, to, a, to a point. But at the same time, it's still business and you've got to be on yeah. point, too. You know, just to be out to lunch and, and you know, sipping martinis all day and, and, and kind of stoned and this and that.
0: I mean, uh-huh. that's fun.
2: Believe me. I, I enjoy that, too. But the truth is when it comes down to business, you've got to – you, you gotta you gotta have a head on your shoulders because people yeah. will take advantage if they see you, you know, kind of out to lunch. So I mean, that's right. one thing you have to be aware. Of. Well, so.
1: well, I can. I'll, I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be sarcastic, but also humorous. Or I'm pretty small, and I'm a psychologist. So if you want, you can put me in your back pocket, and I'll analyze them for you, and I'll be able to tell you right away who's the <laughs> who's the sharks and who to stay away <laughs> from. <laughs>
2: You know, you may be coming out a inch for
1: yourself there as a consultant. Well, I know. Well, that's – maybe we could talk off the air because I've had so many people contact me for a variety of different things. I'm very good with media stuff, social media sites, um, advertising, and you know what I mean? So, but, yeah, I mean, I'm very good with just being able to kind of uh, really quickly give a person a snapshot of who the person is and and what can be to come. Not that I haven't been wrong. I'll admit it. I've been off at times, but – For the most part, I'm pretty good. Remember, I work in a prison, so I I deal with this stuff.
2: (laughs) So so to add um, to what I was saying before, Ian and George with 3 for 5 Entertainment,
1: they came along and in a very,
2: very short period of time, were able to make some things happen very quickly. I mean, these are two guys that don't mess around. And also, by the way, very busy individuals. Okay, the fact that they wanted to, uh, you know, head, an entertainment company and jump right in, uh, you know, feet first, head first with, 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 with this band in the music industry, you know. I mean, I remember the first time I met those guys, I, I think I remember saying to them that, uh, you know, the music business is a burning building and people are running out and you guys want to run in, you know. Why? So, What's your angle, you quick, know?
1: Just to get some background on on 345 Entertainment group. Was it kind of an up-and-coming group that found you guys and said, "You know what? We want to get involved in this. We see something special with you guys, and we know we can take." Or were they already? Tell us a little bit about the the group.
2: Well, the company itself existed, and uh, they had uh they've, they've had a history in other entertainment ventures, uh, television, okay. uh, professional wrestling. Uh, you know, they've ah. they've, had, they've definitely been around and 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 done done things with different people, uh, as a testament to the video, Run Your Mouth, I mean, those those guys made a couple phone calls and got Vincent Pastor and Chuck Zito on the set, you awesome. know, within three days, you know, so, I mean, that was all nice. Ian and George. Those were personal relationships from other entertainment ventures, you know, so, I mean, okay. it came with an entertainment background, there's no doubt, but, you know, doing television and doing music, you know, sometimes there's some things that's a learning curve, especially because the music business seems to be, uh, adjusting and changing every, every quarter, you know, or two quarters, you know? So Mm -hmm. what they brought to the table was a lot of passion for this project in particular for East Adam. They really loved the old record Queens to Eden. They loved what we had accomplished on our own. They loved the, the, the former sales we had, you know, the, the tour history. There was a lot going on that they saw right away. They could plug right into and keep this thing moving. And their primary focus was to get us back into the into the studio to make a new album. So, nice. and, you know, these guys, they, 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 I mean, I, I just can't emphasize enough, Ian and George are amazing at what they've done for us, but they are not the standard. They are the exception. So, right. you know, I feel right. very lucky to have these guys because the amount of attention and the amount of passion, the amount of love that these guys have exhibited for Eve to Adam is really something that, you know, it's not really out there, you know. So we were really lucky, but you know, we spent ten years in the rain, you know.
0: So, exactly. So you
2: get a little bit of sunshine <laughs> coming over the horizon, you know, onto a green field with some flowers for once. That was that was a welcome <laughs> thing because we we were a bit of a beaten dog, you know, not just a starving dog. So right. So you know, so so you know, they they showed some real, um, you know, some real business uh, acumen with us. I mean, they really took the grip uh, and, and, and the rain's, and and allowed us to do what we know how to do, which is create music and and, and be artists, and and they took over the business part, which is really a lot. I mean, it's a lot for for an artist to be able to do everything, you know. It's really a lot, especially if that's not your forte, and you're not really, you know, that's not, you know, what you're really known for. I mean, it's not, the the, the most true artists are not the greatest business people. You know what I mean? Right. So, So having someone on your side that's looking out for that angle that's a full time gig in itself, you know. So, so these guys—I mean—they really—they uh, came in at the best time and breathed new life into this and create has created a phoenix with us and a rebirth. And it feels like, you know, our history being our history is awesome. But the truth is, I feel like we really just begun, and we're on a fast track. We're making up for lost time, and we're nice. making a lot of friends. A lot of friends along the way. And we're blazing a trail that is a very welcoming trail. A lot of people are jumping in with us because they want to share in the energy and share in the positivity of this. I mean, this is a it's a quest that is, is and it's in mm-hmm. motion. And the song Reach capitalizes on that because it's about fighting for your dreams. And, and through it. us yep. fighting for our dreams, people are realizing and kind of being reinvigorated for their own ideas and their own quests and their imagination. So this has a kind of a you know, it's a, it's a wonderful waterfall effect that is, uh, cool. you know, we're blessed to have amazing fans, and we're able to cultivate their ideas and their imagination as they have done for us. And it's a wonderful exchange, which I think is really why music has had the power that it's had for so long, because between an artist and an audience in a live setting, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like right. it. That's why movie right. stars want to be rock stars. Because there's nothing like standing in front of 1,000, 10,000, or 100,000 screaming fans that are throwing the adulation back to you, and you get to throw it back to them, and the energy just keeps compounding and compounding until you just have experienced this amazing event that you share together and you take through your life forever, in real time. You know, it really happens. So this is a wonderful thing, and, and for us, we get off on that also. It's not just about... Our own egocentric quests or whatever. Right. We really right. enjoy inspiring our audience. We enjoy um, exchanges with our audience. We like meeting these people. We like taking pictures with these people because it's interesting to put a face to to someone's uh, you know the same heart and, and and idea and power that they have inside of them so, and we share. So and to to see that and to see how how different we all are on the outside, but on the inside we really are centrally. You know, very similar, you know, so it's an interesting quest, you know, and I think as long as you're aware and awake and willing to be, uh, to share yourself and your time with people, I think you get back so much more, you know, and I think, you know, that's the way we approach it, we approach it like that, we try to be open and available because you learn things from talking to people and by hanging out with them and you get their comments and their opinions and their ideas and you know, it's just a nice exchange of, 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 of human event and I think uh, I think more artists should be like that because I think um too many people um create barriers and boundaries and I obviously for security sometimes there's purpose there. I understand there's people sometimes that are that are hurtful and you know what may want to inflict harm. Right, but right. but I think on a general scale, the more interaction you can have with people that are inspired by things that you do I think the more this exchange continues and I think the more we all grow from it. So I've seen it with my own eyes, and that's why I'm so passionate about that because I really think that if you can make a difference with your song and they hear the song and they do something in their own life, I mean, it just continues to cascade down the line and down the line. I think you can really make an impact beyond your music, beyond everything. It can have an immediate impact in someone's life and their community and their own dreams, their own hopes. You know, I think it's, I don't know, I just, uh, I I appreciate that. And I'm glad that people are open to that and we're seeing the effect of that.
1: No, I mean, I I totally agree with you Taki. I think it's so many, it's so multifaceted, as you're saying, on so many different levels in terms of, you know, having your music touch people where it impacts their lives and maybe they do something differently, whether it's being less depressed or going out and pursuing their dreams. But I don't, I think you also hit another major key point, which is, the importance of interacting with your fans. And I agree with you 150% that I wish all bands would do that. And that's something that personally I've done, whether it's with my music or, as you know, the launch of this radio show has been all about my guests. You know, of course it's about me loving to interview people and, and, you know, meet new people, but it's also about helping people get their names out there and giving them a forum. And just like you guys know, it's been very hard for me too. And there's been a lot of people along the way that have not been supportive And I always said I'm never going to be like that I'm always going to sure. be the person That puts my hand out there You know what I mean? So yep. With that Just being
2: said
1: Let's it, well, um, yep. Absolutely yep. Let's uh, check out One of your songs Because I don't want to go too long Without uh, Hitting one of your singles here So why don't you uh, Tell the audience A little bit about Run Your Mouth And we're definitely Going to check out Reach a little bit later In the show And uh, we'll do that Absolutely
2: Well thank you so much Well yeah This was the first single Off of Banquet for a Starving Dog uh, it reintroduced us to rock radio and introduced us to a whole other level of, of, of fans out there. And um, uh, this song was inspired uh, by different events. My brother and I both being bartenders here in the city. Uh, interesting okay. to see how people, um, you know, communicate <laughs> their uh, their sense of self. <laughs> by uh uh kind of uh blowing themselves up a little bit more than than, than reality and I think also uh, mm-hmm. you know it has a lot to do with you know online uh, status with people. I think everybody's a Facebook uh star, Facebook bully too. Everyone's <laughs> a tough guy on the internet. You know, everyone it's so easy to be negative, you know, to to break something right. down or you know, but yet no one's really accomplishing anything on their own and it's so easy to tear someone else's thing down. So I just think run your mouth is really just an observation about how fast you know there's been talkers through the through you know the since the dawn of time but we we live in a very interesting age now because the talk can can uh can spread so quick you know and, yeah. and all of a sudden it just, uh it it becomes almost fact without any uh any any actual uh fact uh, you know there so so it's just we live in a very interesting time, and I think that there's a lot of people talking and um I'm not sure if anyone's really saying anything so <laughs> so I think uh, you know. I think run your mouth is a social my my observation on certain things. And you know we're all guilty of it. It's not like I'm saying that I've never done it or whatever. Right. It's something that's uh, right. it's a human trait, and it's interesting. And you know when you hear it, you know you know when you hear bullshit. And um, so I think this song is a, is an anthem to that to uh, to drunken um, drunken bullshit. <laughs> okay. Well, let's
1: uh, go. I'm gonna put you guys on hold. All right, and we'll we're gonna yeah, now right. I debut the song and then we'll be back in a moment, okay? Sounds right,
2: good, okay. Rock okay. on.
1: <laughs> All right, everyone, again, you are listening to Eve to Adam on the Carrie Edelman Show. We are going to debut their hit single right now off of their album, Banquet for a Starving Dog, and everyone has to check out this album. It's amazing. I actually listened to it again after I got home from work tonight and I was working out. So uh, we're going to check out Run Your Mouth, and we'll be back in a moment. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Carrie Adelman Show. And you just heard "Run Your Mouth" from Eve to Adam. Again, their hit single right now on Sirius XM Octane Radio. And please check out their album "Banquet for a Starving Dog."
2: In that tune, Carrie, appreciate it.
1: All right. Oh nope, it just got just came back on now. What'd you guys say?
2: Oh, I said thanks so much for for playing "Run Your Mouth." We appreciate it. I forgot earlier oh, to mention also
0: that
2: there's a bit to the lyric of. Um, there's a bit of, like, uh, vindication and and, and clearing one's name, you know, in a sense because Mm -hmm. people can say so much about others in a negative scope that it's it's so interesting that it's up to you to kind of keep the air clean, you know, because it's so easy for people to pollute it with their negativity and their slander um, that, you know, you've got to monitor how people – of how people view you because people can distort that image so 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 quickly
1: today so so uh just absolutely a, just a no, bit about that's, that that's, so what, that's what what, what else would you like to speak about? um well we could talk a little bit about i'd love to talk about the your writing process a little bit the production on the album i thought the the mix was amazing um i'm not sure who you know i I can't remember who exactly, you know, did the mix and the the producing, but, I mean, this album was phenomenal. Why don't you guys talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, well, sure. First off, I'd like to say out to Dean O'Shaughnessy. Uh, I'd like to say out to Don Chico Woodsteiner, Sherry dineen Stern, Lorraine Ann Spencer, and Pamela Velders godshow who are all listening right now online, and we're just writing into Facebook. So I just wanted to say, hey, thanks so much for nice. tuning in, guys. And, um... Yeah, listen, the production on this album was, um, you know, it's a tightrope uh, act for us because, you know, the music business, uh, rock records have gone to such a, like, you know, overproduced kind of state, Mm -hmm. you know, where with Pro Tools and everything, everybody can really do so much as far as, um, you know, kind of hooks and and, and kind of gimmick sounds that become kind of mnemonic uh, standards for the tune, you know, that hard to pull off live, you know, and we've always been a very organic four-piece rock and roll, you know, passionate about performance and the, the writing, you know, so mm-hmm. we had to make it so that it was going to be modern sounding, you know, but at the same time have a bit of a vintage feel to it. So we worked with Paul Lanny, who produced Queens to Eden for us in 2007, and we okay. brought him back in. We felt we had a really good relationship with him, and we kind of picked up where we left off in a sense. So the one thing that he's – um what that he focused on so much was that he allowed the band to kind of, um, you know, play like jam, it, jam the jam the fields and the tunes out, you know, in, in real time. I mean, we we played as a band, you know. Th- those were th- there were whole takes that were done because one of the things that have had evaded us in our career was that people always came to see us live and they really enjoyed the albums, but they never really got the feel of what they saw live on the record, you know. Okay. So what we tried okay. to do as much as we could is to capture the band's live feel as much as possible on the album. So basically what that meant is not pro-tooling everything so much, not lining things up and gritting them out to make them sound like like a machine, you know. And, right. um So, you know, that's one of the compliments we have gotten from people that really enjoy Banquet for a Starving Dog is that it sounds like human beings playing music. And that was a conscious thing that we tried to do because we feel that you know the greatest music has been you know is made by by people with a human feel and a human touch. Right. But so much right. of recorded rock music today doesn't reflect that at all. So it's a very tight wire act, like I said before, to come across and still have a modern sound somewhat, but to be steeped in kind of classic tradition with a vintage feel you know so so that's kind of what we tried to bridge those two things together and paul is a wonderful mixer um he he mixed uh about 85% of the album um the two singles were mixed by uh, chris lord analogy who is like an right. icon in the industry Mm-hmm. one of the greatest in the business um so we were very blessed to have the opportunity to have him work on the on, on the album um he's a very busy man and the fact that you know, um, he doesn't have to take projects. He's got plenty of work. He really takes them on the merit of the song and the band. So for him to to kind of give us the vote of approval to, to work on those songs and do those mixes for us was an, an unbelievable thing. So between Chris and Paul, I just feel like we got the greatest, uh, the greatest of both worlds, you know, and the best of both worlds. And, um, you know, I just, I don't know, I just really uh, like a culmination of a lot of hard work and a lot of determination that, that came together on this album. And, um, you know, and, and you know, having a proper budget also, you know, three for five, uh, you, know, you know, didn't limit us in, 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 in time, you know, which in the right. studio really equals money. Obviously, it's not right. about the gear or, or the name of the producer as much as it is having the time to relax in the studio so that you can really be who you are in a sense, so you're not feeling that clock. So... So that was, um, you know, it was our first album back in, in a few years, and it was a big moment for us because, um, you know, you know, like uh, even when Michael Jordan retired from the Bulls, you know, so took him a little while to get back in the groove. It takes you a little bit of, of time to, to find your groove, you know, and and they were very patient with us, and and we were lucky to have that. So, um, you know, awesome. the next album we don't we don't know. I mean, we'll see we'll see where we are a year down the road. You know, there's a lot of touring in front of us right now, I and mean, we're going to be out mm-hmm. uh, from February on. Uh, you know, we're really excited. We're also getting some offers to go abroad. You know, so so this awesome. is uh, this is going to be the culmination of a lot of a lot of uh, dreams and and a lot of hard work and vision. You know, to to take East Adam uh, around the world. You know, and so That's I awesome. I 2012. You know, if the Mayans are right, uh, it's going to be a hell of a year for us either way. So, you know, if it ends <laughs> up December 21st, it's, we're going to go out with a bang. I guarantee you that.
1: <laughs> cool. Who are you guys, um, just to give people a heads up that are listening in, who are you guys going out on tour with starting in February?
2: Um, they're still in negotiations Uh, for, for a couple of these runs, you know, but there have been some amazing names mentioned. Um Nice. You know, I mean, at bands as as iconic as the Jane's Addiction, to bands as fierce as Godsmack, to bands as, uh, uh, you know, amazing as Switchfoot. So these nice. are just some of the names <laughs> that have been mentioned. Um, Congratulations. I can't tell you which, which one you That's know, okay. but yeah, it would, it would be a complete honor any any with any of those bands I just mentioned uh, to hit the road and be a support act. Uh, you know, we'd be honored to do it. Uh, but like I said, there's some we're confirmed for Rock on the Range 2012. You know, May uh, 17th, 18th, and 19th, I believe it is in Co- uh, 18, 19, 20 uh, in Columbus, Ohio. You know, which is an okay. uh, unbe- unbelievable rock festival event. It kicks off the summer season. Um, it's a it's a large radio event. Also, I know Kayla, the cool. Sirius Oct- uh, Octane, always uh, is hosting. And uh that's been a dream of ours to be part of that event. So we are confirmed and um we're really excited about that. I think it's about uh seventy five to a hundred thousand people over three days at that event. Great. So it's uh it's a it's a hell of a way to kick off the summer season and uh we're already part of that. So things are filling in along Thanks. the way. We're gonna be making some huge announcements, you know, in the next few weeks. But uh in the meanwhile, you know, we are uh we're constantly working and uh, you know, that's that's the way you are as a musician and as an artist. You've got to always keep it moving and you keep your eye on the big picture, and 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 you keep uh, threading the needle and, and 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 you know keep working on everything. You know, so you got to keep moving. You got to stay stay moving forward. You know, that's what we focus on.
1: That's awesome. Now, congratulations, guys. That's just it's an amazing journey, and you guys deserve everything that you have coming to you because you've worked so hard. So, yeah, it's just it's it's so cool that all that's happening cool. for you guys.
2: Thank you um, so much. You know, we feel real grateful, yeah. and we don't we don't forget. You know, we don't forget this stuff. I mean, we've worked very hard for it, and we've been through hell to get mm-hmm. to where we are. But <laughs> that, that that all being said, you know, that doesn't give you a license to be a jerk or to forget how hard other people have worked to get you there too. You know, I mean, when you are in the position we're in. There's, you know, there's a team of 25, 30 people that are working with 3 for 5 Entertainment in different capacity. You know, we'd like to say thank you to all those people, uh, from our publicist to our radio team, you know, to the people at the label, um, to our booking, you know, Tim Burr at the agency group is another very busy man who has given us uh, quite a bit of attention and nurturing, and we're really appreciative of that. So you know, when you start to get up, uh, you know, up the rank a little bit, you have to recognize the fact that it's not just about you. And you have a responsibility right. to your team and to everybody that works with you that you got to, you know, just like they show up for work, you've got to show up for work. And showing up for work for us means now playing an hour-long headline show, hour 15, and, and, and you know, and, and, and doing interviews and being, you know, being putting your best foot forward, you know, with a positive mm-hmm. attitude and you, know, and, 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 you know, open mind you know, to, to be part of the conversation and be be aware and be part of the moment, you know, and not just be all aloof and, and think you're, you know, think you're the best, you know, because the truth right, is you're never right. the best. You you've always can keep growing. You always can improve, you know, because there's guys ahead of you that are doing it better, and, and you, if you want to play with those guys, you got to learn how to play with those guys. So you've got to always keep learning and always keep pushing the envelope. So and that's, that's what gets us off. I mean, that's what... That's what we're about, you know. We're never satisfied, you know. Um, so, and that's that's what keeps us in the game.
1: That's great, and I and again, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, you guys just seem like such, you know, grounded, genuine, authentic people, and it's such a pleasure to meet people like you out there because, like you said, there's so many people out there that are trying to do what you're doing, and, and you have to stay that way, or else you're going to just get, you know, the narcissism and all that stuff takes over, and that's just not a good thing. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, you know,
2: think that, that's that's great. When the ego starts driving the boat, you know, <laughs> it it becomes a rough ride for everybody involved, you know. So exactly. you gotta keep those things in check and you know, you've gotta stay grounded because you know, the people that put you where you go where you are and where you wanna go, you know, those people are grounded people. They show up for work, they're family people, they have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they make time for you to come to a show or they need a picture or a poster sign or something. I mean, it's on their time too, you know. It's not just about all your time and everything. It's about it's a mutual thing, and we we make sure to remember that because we've all worked, you know, day jobs and other jobs and whatnot. And and you know, you're either part of the real world and you're in La La Land, and you know, you know when we do what we do, you've got one leg in one world and one leg in the other, and so it makes it kind of hard. You're bridging, you know, both kind of uh, both kind of planets in a sense. But you've also always got to remember that. The, the clock that runs the, the real universe is the real world clock, you know, and people right, run on that clock, right. and you've got to run on that clock too. If you've got to be at a radio station at 730 in the morning, you've got to be there at 730 in the morning.
0: You know, <laughs> there's very very
2: few people that can show up late, you know. It's a very short list, and like Bono and Dave Grohl and Sting, and there's a few guys on that list that they'll take it for, but I can guarantee you one thing, those guys show up on time too. So if they're there on right, time,
1: right.
2: <laughs> you better be too. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Well, Taki, let's take a phone call. You guys have a caller calling in. Let's take a phone call, and then um, we're going to definitely check out Reach, and then we'll start to uh, wrap things up, okay? Sounds good. Thanks,
2: you. All right, so hold
1: on. Okay. All right, 585, you are on with Eve to Adam on the Carrie Edelman Show. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I saw Andrew Adam in Rochester, New York, at the Montage Grill not too long ago, and I have a question was wondering sure. who uh, their sound technician is, and where they got a hold of him.
2: Oh a sound technician uh, yeah actually the uh, front of house guy is a is a is a guy named Michael Moss he's actually from Rochester, and uh we found him through uh, a mutual acquaintance in the industry. Uh, that turned us on to him, and um, he's, uh, he's a very talented cat. He's been with us for six months, and um, he has really learned the ins and outs of the to Adam sound, and uh, he just killed it for us on Saturday with the Bowery Ballroom. He did such an amazing job. Um, he really made that, uh, you know, he made the sound just unbelievable, and everybody had such a great time. He's a really hard worker. Um, he's become part of the family with us and, uh, Alex and I consider him like our little brother. So, you know, he's, um, we have high hopes and aspirations for him growing with this, uh, with this operation. And, uh, honestly, he's become like, you know, become like a fifth member of the band. You know, we really can't go and do a gig without him. You know what I mean? He's, um, he's just, he's just that talented. And, uh, you know, we found this little bag in the rough, in a sense, and we just feel like, uh, you know, he's he's part of our team now, and uh, we're we're much stronger for it. Who who are we speaking with, by the way?
1: My name's Sarah Bell.
2: Sarah Bell. Well, thanks for calling in, Sarah. And how do you know? Uh, do you know, are you looking for a great sound tech or something, or because uh, he's going to be real busy? I don't know if you're. No, I don't no, know you're, no.
1: Just noticed him at, him at the montage, and we thought your sound was great. So nice. thanks a oh, lot, and nice. nice. we hope right. you come back to Rochester. Well,
2: yeah, we love <laughs> We had so a good much. time in Rochester, and everybody was cool. So we'll see you. We'll see you soon. Hopefully, when it gets a little bit warmer.
1: Great. Thanks. Take care now. Thanks so much for uh, calling in, Sarah. Have a good night.
2: All
1: right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Now it looks like you guys are getting uh, more callers, so we have another caller, okay? Box, you've opened up that door's
2: box, Carrie. You've opened up that door's
1: box. Well, no, guys, the, the, the chat room, they're not chatting in it, but you guys have, it's blowing up in terms of the listeners you have tonight. You've got a huge audience, which is great. So, but right let's take this other caller, all right?
2: Okay. Yeah,
1: let's do it. 914, you're on with Eve to Adam on the Carrie Edelman Show, and what's your question? Hello? Hello? Hi. Hello? Hey, how are you?
0: Who are we speaking
1: with? Hi, this is Pam from New York.
0: Hey, Pam, how how are you? you?
1: Hi, how are you? I'm calling to see um, who gave all you guys the inspiration to start your band, and if any one of you Mm -hmm. are single. Yeah, I was going to ask them Uh, that later, because I was going to say that these guys are very good looking, (laughs) so...
2: Uh, well, that's very sweet. Um, well, the inspiration, <laughs> I mean, the inspiration for the band, starting the band, I mean, it's, you know, it goes way back to bands like Van Halen, uh, Guns N' Roses, Kits, uh, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, baskin Pumpkins, Some Pilots. Um, it's kind of a cross-section of uh, 70s, 80s and, 80s, and 90s, you know, um, Black Sabbath, Pink Floyd. I mean you know, uh, not so much different than a lot of other guys that have gotten into bands that have just loved amazing, you know, uh, you know, great rock and roll tunes with, with amazing performance value, you know? Um, I mean, personally for me, it was like, it was an interesting switch between like Axel Rose into Eddie Vedder. I mean, those two guys were like kind of like pivotal characters in my life in my adolescence and I was, I was trying to become a singer. I mean, I didn't become a singer naturally, like I used to play bass in a band and I, I couldn't find a good singer so <laughs> all the singers <laughs> in my, my town were like they were like the worst they always had the look and the and the outfit but they couldn't sing and they'd always get drunk at the, at the parties and, and were terrible and we ended up uh, you know I was playing a couple different cover bands with my brother and we were like you know I just got so frustrated with it that I started taking vocal lessons and I was like you know what I'm going to solve this I'm going to do this damn thing because I can't find any nice. I can't find any good singers so So, yeah, I mean, uh, I know Garg is an an amazing, uh, huge Eddie Van Halen fan, you know, from the very beginning, and he's also a big Randy Rhoads fan, you know, and Alex uh, loved Tommy Lee as a kid uh, drumming. You know, we were huge Motley Crue fans, and Tommy Lee was like a huge inspiration to him to pick up drums, you know, and uh, so, I mean, you know, it's it's an amalgam of different bands, but they all had a certain kind of power and quality and aesthetic to them. Um, Great songwriting and amazing performance. Um, cool. as far as, the, as far as the single thing is, uh, there <laughs> are a couple of us that are single. There you go. So there you go. That's guys. Thank
1: you so are much. You there? for calling
2: in. All right. We'll see you
1: soon. Okay. Are you still, she had dropped off. Are you back on or no? I'm here, you know? but
2: is she gone?
1: Oh, she keeps dropping off. She had dropped off and I wanted you to guys which you did a great job. Just keep going, and answer the question. And then she came back on, I plugged her back in and now she dropped off again. Okay. All right, but thank you so much nine one four for calling in and uh you have your questions answered. <laughs> All right, we have guys. Any more? Um not right now we don't, but I definitely wanna I definitely wanna squeeze reach in. So uh why don't we debut that song and then we'll see if we have anyone else holding on when we come back. Sounds good. All right, so tell everyone a little bit about Reach. and I, I know you mentioned it before. You mentioned some uh, highlights about it, and then we'll uh, give it a play.
2: Yeah, well, this is the uh, the brand-new single for Eve, from Eve to Adam. The song is called Reach, and it's a song about fighting for your dreams and never giving up. So with us, Very cool. here is Reach.
1: All right. All right, everyone, here it is. Check it out.
3: The look in your eye when you're sore
1: Everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Adelman Radio Show. Again, you are listening to Eve to Adam tonight, and that was their latest hit single. It is currently starting to be played on Sirius XM Octane Radio, and I'm sure we will hear it very soon in the Top 15 countdown. Um, Also, it's going to be hitting the airwaves of other major stations, so be on the lookout for it. Also, please check out and purchase a copy of their album, Banquet for a Starving Dog, which is currently available right now. I'm sure you can get it on iTunes and all other major digital sites as well as in stores. So let's bring them back on. Mm. All right, guys. Amazing song again. Love it. Love the concept of it. Great. Great.
2: Hey, thanks so much. thanks a lot for all the support carrie and uh for having us on the show and uh thanks so much for all our awesome fans for for tuning in and writing in at Facebook and having some really interesting questions and um you know we really love uh interacting with all you guys and uh you're the reason we've kept doing this you know so uh without you there's uh no reason to soldier on so and, and we're very blessed to have some of the coolest fans, the most dedicated. Just uh, can't say the best, you know, enough of the best things about you guys. You know, you've uh, you've ca- you've got us through so many dark days, and uh, I'm so happy that we're looking at brighter days ahead, and we get to share these times with all of you because it's really because of you, oh, well. and we still, we're we're still here. So thank you so much for being the best fans. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah, guys, thanks again so much for coming on tonight. It's been a pleasure having you. I want to offer you an opportunity uh, in the near future to come on again, especially when you start releasing some new music or if you have a tour that you want to promote, I'd love to have you guys back on.
2: Absolutely. As soon as we get our 2012 itinerary uh, secure for the next few months, I'd love to come back on the show and promote cool. that because I know we're going to have some Absolutely. awesome appearances here here in the area, and I, I know probably uh, New Jersey area too, so that's going to be exciting.
0: Oh. do you we're have really some coming cool up in New system.
2: Jersey? Well, hopefully. I'm, I'm hoping that we'll be at the Starland. You know, that's, that's one of my nice. favorite venues there, and the Stone Pony also too, so, you know, um, I have oh a good God. feeling about uh, what's coming around the bend uh, for the tri-state area. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to it, man. I just can't wait to get this ball rolling and uh, yeah, and take, a, take it all the way, you know. So thank you so much, Carrie, for everything.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, definitely let me know, guys, once you get the itinerary, because I'm pretty close to the ball, Starland Ballroom in Stone Pony. I've played at the Stone Pony with my projects in the past, so I would definitely love to come out and see you guys, help you promote it. All right?
2: Cool, cool. I just want to give a really quick shout-out to Victoria Shuba and to uh, Tom Casarino and uh, to all the rest of the East Adam fans that have listened tonight. You guys rule. Uh, We love you, and we'll see you on the road very, very soon. Keep rocking. Keep your dreams alive.
1: Thanks so much, guys. It was a pleasure, and I look forward to uh, hearing from you soon and having you back on. All right?
2: Sounds good. Happy New Year and a great 2012 to you, Carrie. All right?
1: Same to you guys. Much continued success, okay? Thank you.
2: Thank you. Talk to you have soon. a
1: great night. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, you just heard from Eve to Adam on the Carrie Edelman Show. Um, if you're interested in purchasing a copy of their album, Banquet for a Starving Dog, check them out on iTunes. Go to evetoadam.com, which will have all of the information about the band. Tomorrow night, guys, we have another amazing band coming on. The band is called Shadowplay. It's a classic rock band, and you can check them out at shadowplayrockandroll.com. If you're interested in becoming a guest on The Carrie Edelman Show, you can search The Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. I have all the information available under the info section. I also can be followed on Twitter at Carrie Edelman, and my uh, website is carrieedelman.com as well as I have a music page on Facebook and a personal page, which is almost at its max out of 5,000, and I will be starting a second one in the near future. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in again to, to Eve to Adam night. These guys are amazing. They've got some awesome music out there, and can't wait to check out a show when they come to New Jersey. Um, and I'm going to uh, sign off tonight with one of the hit singles off of my album. Uh, this is, I think it's a apropos song for the show. They're talking about... Reach and going after your dreams And uh, you know leaving behind the past So this song is called Leave It All Behind It is the title track off of my debut album Which can be found on iTunes By searching Carrie Edelman Thanks again and we will be back tomorrow night At 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time With Shadow Play. Mm-hmm.